So, like, take off to the great white north. Take off. It's a beauty way to go. Take off, you hosers. You've got this new head filled up with smoke. And I got my veins all tangled close to the jukebox bars you frequent. The safest place to hide. Shaking at the fly You are everything I want Cause you are everything I'm not And we like, we like to get the just now Too close, too close Close is close in now And we like, we like to get the just now Too close, too close Hello, welcome back to Hosers. This is episode 78. I'm your host, Chris Killingsworth. And joining me as always is my co-host, Carter Lupel. Carter, what's going on, man? How's it going, Chris? It's going really well, dude. Just uh, watching the Leafs uh, just absolutely manhandle the Oilers. You know, life is good, baby. L-I-G. Um, <laughs> T-G-I-F. T-G-I-F, baby. Um, watching the game or no? uh no i i don't i don't think i can watch that bloodbath again yeah yeah it's tough it's tough tough look for uh number 97 and i'm not talking about the 97 you guys are thinking of joe thornton Kirill Kaprizov. yeah exactly uh nikita gusev uh is who i'm speaking of. Right um, uh, thomas i didn't intro yet you're not allowed to talk until i say that you're here <laughs> what if you just never intro me i just sat here it's it's consistency like i know you're the host of a new podcast but this is <laughs> okay. when i intro you yeah i know it's been a while thomas yeah <laughs> sorry hi everyone welcome to the show welcome to- <laughs> yeah welcome welcome back to big shiny i mean hosers i mean big shiny hosers welcome back to big shiny hosers um what's going on thomas how you doing buddy you know just the podcast um yeah, basically that and blogs and writing and it's good. God, uh, yeah. If anyone wanted to check it out, it's Big Shiny Games podcast. <laughs> Listen, we're an equal opportunity podcast. We're an equal opportunity podcast. I mean, yeah. you could have just, yeah, hundred percent. That's the way I look at it. That's the way I look at it. So it's all good. It will be cool though when you get. Um, your first guest that wasn't previously a hoser's guest and everything all just <laughs> come together. It'll be perfect. <laughs> you froze the screen froze. Tomorrow with the, <laughs> and the, the screen, screen froze and you look, and you look like this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm recording one tomorrow, literally, that's yeah, not as, a hoser's guest. As soon as you come up with some original content, then you can start plugging. <laughs> no but all joking aside buddy we're excited for you and i think it'll be fun who do you got tomorrow can you spoil it or no uh yeah sure it's c morley they were supposed to they were supposed to come on here a while ago but they uh we we could get them on afterwards however you want to do it fear the fin baby yeah, but yeah. So uh, they're talking about Taylor Swift. So I'll be talking about Taylor Swift. Oh, uh, nice. 
Yeah, it's big crazy Swift, about Taylor Swift. Swift. There's a lot of drama surrounding Taylor Swift this week, eh? After she went after that Netflix show. Oh, yeah. But anyways, we're not a pop culture podcast, and I don't want to like spoil what you guys got going on tomorrow. So we'll we'll, we'll leave it the way it is. But yeah, um, welcome to episode seventy-eight, guys. This is the uh, TJ Brody episode, so it means that uh, we will be playing well in our own end, blocking shots <laughs> and shutting down McDavid three games in a row. I say that. I, I always you, th- you, you I, think there'd I be a mercy rule? <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say, Thomas? okay and yeah i don't know where we start like did we start about the leafs being the best team in the league and how they just look unstoppable right now do we start there are we transitioning into a leafs podcast okay before we Uh, yeah it's a leafs podcast no No chance not gonna happen transitioning from general sports Sorry, this is just a. This is called uh, "We're uh, Leafs Every Day." Um, Leafs Every Day podcast. I'm your host. Uh. Hey, welcome back to Leafs Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, every second Saturday, and sometimes Sunday. I'm your host, Blake, and joining me as always is my co-host, Danny. Danny, what's up on Eglinton West, bro? Oh my god. That's how all Leafs podcasts sound to me. I just no, cannot. Nah, can't do it, bro. Can't do it, bro. I know you're at U of T taking neuroscience. I don't want to talk about that either. So sorry to the for the U of T slander, Carter. But yo, I just got a uh, trade request uh for my fantasy hockey league. Um and tell me what you guys think of this trade. Uh Alexander Barkov, my player. For Joe Pavelski, Joe Pavelski and Brett Pesci. No. Absolutely not. And you know what? I'm going to slander Trash. them on the podcast and say, Roman or Alex, either one of you, because they work as a team. Got a guy named Alex and a guy named Roman. <laughs> There's the two team guys names, on the same thing. They're on the same team. They oh, run wow. a team together. Alex and Roman. The team name, Alexander Romanov. Whoa. They didn't think Although, of that on their own? No, nah, I think not on I the helped. team though, right? And no, they dropped him last week, and I was yeah, furious. And I think it's Romanov. I don't think it's Romanov. Yeah, um, they I always correct not... themselves when they're yeah. like commenting like when they're commenting on the commentating the games, they always they're like, and Alex Roman Romanov is I could not decline that trade quicker. Like, listen. There's no hope that that trade's going through unless you're putting in a uh, foot-long meatball sub and maybe a couple macadamia nut cookies on the side with a Gatorade. So, you know, to make it even, you know what I mean? But um, anyways, we're a little scrambled. I would take that to, like, just trade my whole fancy team. A free meal, that'd be sick. <laughs> like, you make it happen, baby. You just let me know. <laughs> um, we got off to a little bit of an all-over-the-place start, but... Um, we were gone for two weeks because it was my birthday uh, and I couldn't handle the burden of uh, recording a podcast and editing it on my birthday. Uh, so I'm 32 now. Um, getting pretty close to my mid thirties. It's disgusting. Um, the only good thing about February 19th this year 
was two of my early album of the years came out on February 19th, 99. The first one, Real One by Sam Coffey and the Iron Lungs. You need to check it out. Carter, what do you think of this album, bro? It's good from front to start. I started listening to it when, like, as soon as you sent it, and I have had it on ever since. It's just good old Canadian rock. It's it's the best to me. It reminds me of Cheap Trick, which I love. Um, we'll we'll talk a little bit more about it in a little bit, but uh, and then Spencer Burton from Attack in Black, new solo album Coyote. Yeah. Um, two sick albums came out on my birthday, and. You guys Google it at some point, but do you have a favorite album that came out on your birthday? There's oh, no God. way that either of you would know that. So you'll have to Google oh, it while I'm talking. But oh, God. Okay. anyways, no, it was sick. Um, and you know what? It's kind of cool to like wake up on your birthday and the Apple Music has already downloaded these two new albums for you to listen to. And I had to work on my birthday, which kind of sucked, but was a uh, was a big was a big fan of both of those albums. I was actually at Dine Alone today to pick up a, a couple pieces of merch, which was a little fun. Uh, Carter and I did that a couple Septembers ago. When the world to, was real. Uh, <laughs> when the world like my was birthday, still. I feel like my birthday is really bad because it's in May. So like no one releases shit in May because it's like not like the summer stuff comes out in April. And like usually albums would come out later, like September to hit like like yeah, there's nothing. There's... Okay, Chris. While we're on yeah. topic of your birthday, yeah, Carter should be. Uh... Yeah, we should do it right now. Okay. Yeah. Open your e- open your email. I'm nervous. Open your email right now, and play it. For- Open up. I just sent you something. I didn't get anything. Oh my god. Killer Puck? Oh yeah, I got it. Happy birthday, you fuck MP4. Yeah, that's the one. I'm nervous. Is this porn? I wish. What the fuck is this? coolest gift i've ever got in my fucking life you're 32 yeah. how in the fuck did you guys do this good right yeah this is incredible this i this has never happened to me before this is the greatest gift of all time i am obsessed oh my god so for those who don't know, okay. you have to tell everyone what it have is. have to explain. Well, I'm going to insert the video. Um, like the audio of the video. 
Hello Chris, how are you my friend? I hope you're okay. I want to say happy 30th birthday. I hope you enjoy your birthday and you have a great day. I know you like, you love the, you eat the candy. We uh, have the wrappers uh, on his, uh, your brother bed. Uh, and you are so clumsy and you go in the hospital uh, for get face uh, stitches on wedding day. I hope you're okay, my friend. I hope you're having a beautiful birthday, beautiful life, beautiful year. Thank you so much because I heard you like my story on like this fiance. Bye. Yeah. So basically, <laughs> I got a cameo video uh, from Zayed, Zaid, my boy, uh, from Tunisia for 90 Day Fiance, <laughs> which is my favorite TV show ever. And I was laughing too hard that I'm gonna have to re-listen to it but I did hear I hope you enjoy the candy <laughs> I was like what the fuck <laughs> and then <laughs> I have to ask you guys because Ed, how much did this cost oh it is, it is not a lot it's not a lot because also. this is the coolest thing that anyone's ever <laughs> You guys have outdone yourself, and <laughs> I will have to watch it. And I'll, I'll insert the audio so that everybody can get a piece of this. But <laughs> how did this even come up between the two of you goofballs? Oh, we're, we're we were trying to like yeah. surprise you to record, but we couldn't like we couldn't find a time to like get everyone to like be in person. And Thomas is like, let's oh, get a God. let's get him a cameo, and then we're like. Who should we do? And we we're like, should we do a wrestler? <laughs> should we do a porn star? <laughs> and then we we're like, no, let's do 90 Day Fiance. And then Thomas found Zaid. Yeah, Z he's, he's my favorite. Yeah, and, and Rebecca. 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 He is, he's also my favorite. This it was between it was between him and Danielle. Danielle, which one's that? That psycho that was dating the the uh, the young guy. The psycho that was dating the young guy. Um, she had like the glasses. She was the older one. Oh, the um, one on the most recent season? No, so. no, like way back. Danielle. Oh, I don't remember who Danielle is. Hold on, I'll put it in the chat. You'll you'll know as soon as you see her. Um I love it. Yeah, uh this is the coolest gift. You guys fucking nailed it. And as soon as I watch the video over again and hear all the great references, I can't <laughs> wait. Um, you know, in a way, you guys are really helping the world because my boy can't get a job. As you guys have seen the show, all he does is play video games all day, which is big, big Chris Killingsworth energy uh, for for shutdowns and lockdowns and, and all that stuff. So. He literally got back to me within like 12 hours, probably. Like a video sent every Really? Because he oh was probably goodness. doing nothing else. <laughs> I, yeah, he's just playing Fortnite. Like, <laughs> that was like legit the coolest gift. You guys fucking rock. I love you guys. Thank you for always pushing me to love terrible, trashy TLC shows. Always. Um, one of you guys are getting one of the thousand pound sisters for your birthday. Oh. So keep an eye out for that. Have you, have you, you could see something he likes, something he doesn't like. I don't know. <laughs> have you seen her Instagram? No. No. I oh, haven't. It's like it's like sad. 
I don't, well, the whole thing is sad, but like, it's just like really close ups of her face and like real bad filters. And then like, she's like on an oxygen tank now. Oh, the, no. oh what's her name? Not Tracy. I don't know. I don't know their names that well. Wow. Emily, but I, I need like, to. We binged that for like a whole. I think it was like a whole day. We just watched that the first, like the new season two or whatever. I don't know. But yeah. yeah, I like it. Yeah, this the sisters are. You know, they love each other. They hate each other. You know, it's 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 spicy. It's good. It's good content. Um, I need you to maybe tweet the video out from the hosers' accounts as well at some point. Because it's tremendous. You guys fucking nailed it. Um, so that's what I've been up to. Um, getting great gifts from my friends. So thank you guys. Much appreciated. Uh, Carter, what's going on with you lately, man? Not much. Just school. Same old, still same living, old. Still living that legally blonde life. Reese Witherspoon styles. Keaton and I were talking about that the other day. She was like, how's school going? I was like, it's tough. She's like, Elwood's makes it look so easy. Like, no way. She actually makes it look pretty hard. She's like, maybe you need one of those old clamshell MacBooks, and that's the secret. That could be arranged. Whatever yeah. whatever you need, you let me know. We'll make it happen. Like those old, like, white ones with the, like, the colored covers on them and everything? Yeah, man. They, they were a thing. Absolutely. I mean, I haven't seen one in, in real life in a long time, but yeah, that was, that was like top notch yeah, all those so years ago. I'm thinking that might be the secret to make my law school life easier. I like it. Let me see yeah. what I can do. Yeah. Just that trying to find a summer position, but speaking yeah. of which I haven't forgot about that thing we talked about, <laughs> uh, but in classic zoom call fashion, we're just going to parking lot that. And we will, uh, you know, we'll side table it. And yeah, we we'll side it table line. it for later. We take it offline. Yeah. <laughs> we will take it offline. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Thomas, um, without uh, doxing you, uh, how many kilometers are you from Starburger now that you're, uh, now that you're moved? Oh, baby. Uh, a good, I think under 10, honestly. Oh my God. I think, that's yeah. great news. I, I think so. I don't know. I have to check. But yeah, I'm in Oshawa now, so I love South it. Oshawa. I thought you were in. I thought you were in Whitby. So shows what I know. Basically, Durham region is all just one thing. It's, so yeah, it's, it's honestly it's, as soon as you cross over Thixon, you're into into Oshawa. Yeah, yeah, it exactly. Doesn't, it doesn't change. Like Emily thought it was like totally different because, like, obviously in London, like it's London, and then like little surrounding villages or whatever it's all like separate by farms yeah. or whatever and for no, sure like durham's just like a straight road and it's like all the same straight yeah. and houses and it, yeah. it yeah it goes it's like true. pickering ajax whitby oshawa and you can't tell the difference between any of not them at all. not at all and then if you play your cards right you end up in fucking curtis oh or yeah like one of the, what are the, with the uh, with the what? food trucks Clar- clarington is that another one that's oh, like clarington, nearby? Yeah. clarington's way far down though yeah, I, don't I used know. to I'm hate just Clar- thinking of Clarington was junior the farthest. Teams. Clarington was the farthest in our loop, like back when we played minor hockey, and yeah. um, it's a good like two and a half hours from Barry. And yeah, used- Clarington has a junior C team there. The Eagles, the, I want to say. Clarington the Tor- are they the Toros? We're I I can't remember if they were the Toros or the Eagles when we played them, but 
I think they're the Eagles. Just a little bit of, uh, you know, a little bit of Ontario hockey talk for the boys. We only played them twice a year because they're so far. Yeah. Yeah, it is crazy how there's, like, all these, like, little hockey associations and all these, like, little towns and shit. And then you've got John Tavares and Sam Gagne buying the Marlboros this past week. Not buying, <laughs> yeah, what sorry. Is they, don't like, they don't like the term buying. But so what does that mean? Like from your experience of like, I guess junior hockey. I, I don't mean, even know. Like, okay, they bought it. There's more money in that program yeah. now. I have like more. I mean, Carter could probably speak to it a bit better than I can. But correct me if I'm wrong, Carter. But I think the idea is that they're trying to take like the GTHL model, which works fairly well in terms of like high level triple a hockey yeah. uh and more or less i was listening to what was it 31 thoughts a podcast not as good as hosers but still fairly <laughs> good according to totally offside um but they were talking about how they're trying to take the triple a model and then maybe look at doing it doing it kind of like an academy style so yeah. that you can retain the players throughout basically each step of the journey um can you speak to that a bit more carter well it's a good idea like you you look at programs like st mike's they do that like a lot of a lot of their like players move up through their system like the junior canadians do that like a lot of players move up through that system as well so it's like the academy idea is great um and then like the league play that they have like works very well like they're it's not like you're traveling super far it's it's like super contained and it's super competitive. Um, and that's why you see a lot of those top picks come out of the GTHL just because of how they develop from within. Right. Um, yeah. But it, it just depends like from like an operational standpoint, like how involved they want to get to it. Um, like they can come in and like hand down a mandate and it could not see light of day for like five years. Right. Um, but if they come in and, want to actually make some change it could happen as early as next season right yeah which i think is cool because they also talked about how um i mean i don't want to put words in their mouth but what i took away from it was bringing back a little bit more integrity to these systems because it is a bit of a flawed system in the sense that you know you've got parents that are paying coaches for ice time paying coaches for like a spot in the lineup for their kid. And I mean, any kid that lives in the GTA. That's the GTHL though, right? Like, right. Well, and then you've got, well, and not, I wouldn't say exclusive to the GTHL, but like triple A hockey in its totality in Ontario. It's just, it's just like bad in the GTHL. Cause that's like, like maybe I'm biased, but like arguably the, the biggest exposure league that you're going to get in minor hockey, like you're, you're not, like you don't see much of the Northern Ontario kids, like the, um, the ETAs you see like some of like, that's like, where like you see teams like Lindsay and Barry and North Simcoe and stuff like that. But I feel like yeah. the, the brunt of the exposure for minor hockey, like a lot of those kids are handpicked from the GTHL. Right. So you see a lot of that, like that money in going on in that type yeah. of loop. Well, and I think, yeah, like it's not, it's not exclusive to GTHL. GTHL um, yeah. I mean, obviously similar things happen in ETA, SCTA, like yeah. 
across well, yeah, Ontario. Parents it's want their kids happen. to play in their draft year, right? So it's well, do whatever they want. And chances are, if they're U16 or even like U12, even depending on how how for like how far ahead they are from their peers, um, that yeah. stuff happens a lot earlier now than yeah. ever before with skills coaches. And if you've got the dough, um, you can make it happen. Yeah. But it's uh, but yeah, no. Like, does that answer like, your question, Thomas? Like insofar yeah. as like what that means for like the change of things, though. Like it'd be different if they bought a league. Like the the thing with like we ran into this with like Fleming and seeing how close we could get to like a a league play rather than tournament play. Like you have mm-hmm. to get other teams to buy into um, like that system, right? Rather than just like you can you can like throw as many dreams as you want against the wall, but if no one else buys in, then it's going to be tough. Like you can treat your own system like an academy and like your own yeah. system as an integrity piece and everything like that. But um, I guess that's true. Yeah. You but, need the buy-in from everybody else too, right? Yeah. Or else it just doesn't work. Yeah. And like operation, like the GTHL, I think they have it like pretty figured out. Like they practice midweek and they only have games on the weekend. And like, it's pretty, like, it's pretty set in stone. Like, I think it's from like a, a containing standpoint, like I think they have it like pretty figured out for minor hockey. Like there's not, extensive travel crazy game times or anything like that so if they can adopt that model and bring it into major hockey that'd be i feel like that'd make people's lives a lot easier you can go to school you can work you can train harder like with a consistent set schedule right like you know like you're practicing on tuesdays thursdays and you're playing games saturdays sundays right like it's absolutely absolutely i I hate it is like sorry no go ahead buddy I was going to say, like, it is interesting with, like, the European system, too. I wonder if more teams are going to be doing that, like, how they, the NHL franchises have more of a hand in, like, younger and junior players, like, do the academy thing. Because when you mentioned the academy, like, the seeing all the ages and see them evolve, like, keeping players basically in, since, like, they're, like, six, not even, not, like, maybe eight or whatever, ten, nine, ten, and then, like, you're- until you're – yeah yeah so then like i wonder if teams like nhl teams are going to maybe dip into that at all i don't know then it affects the whole system but like it is interesting how the european teams do that basically like they already do it to an extent though like if you like look at like as far back as like crosby like you look at old like news reports people have been following crosby since he was in like grade seven grade eight right and then mm-hmm. now they have they have alternative schools that are sports schools that kids go to. And like yep. you basically have like kids are committing to college at like 10, 11, 12 years old now, right? Like it's, yeah. And so it's from an academy standpoint, it would make sense to like this is where you come to handpick the best of the best. But um like unofficially, they're like they're handpicking kids and they're investing in kids like it goes on so, so often, right? Like some of these kids that are like in the system now, um, like a lot, it happens a lot more in the US. Um, Like a lot of the US teams, like you, like um, I I forget who they were talking about on um, with the juniors this year on the US team, but they were, um, they're like, yeah, we've been watching this kid since he was 13 and look at him now. And um, fuck, I forget his, was it Zeke? 
who was it? Was it Zegers? Yeah, I think it was. He was in the program yeah. too, the national program too. That's like kind yeah. of a similar yeah. thing, I guess. Like, yeah, players can go to the national program and then graduate out of that whenever they want. Yeah. So yeah. it's more of like you're like training. Zegers is, yeah, Zegers has dudes. been like under the microscope since he was at least 13, 12, 13, right? Yeah. And so, but yeah, having an academy yeah. would be, it, it would just legitimize what's already happening, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Thomas, what's the likelihood you start a, uh, an Oshawa um, Williams, Williams hockey performance, Oshawa? You know, I think, uh, I think Durham is really just missing on hockey. Like there's no hockey here at all. Like there's just no, <laughs> there's not enough. I think there's not enough programs. There's not enough skill coaches. There's not enough mm-hmm. ice really. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's like basically nothing out here. It's like a desert. Yeah, like, the Iroquois pad does doesn't have eight eight no, sheets of ice not. on it. Yeah, no. McKinney is just like nothing. It's like literally just one. It's it's just McKinney is just a swimming pool. That's what it is. <laughs> and I think like the other thing is is you're you're kind of if if you're able to almost you know be a role model to the kids like almost like a mm-hmm. like an Oshawa like an Oshawa general <laughs> if you will. Um, you know, you can handle things from that perspective. And if you go into every day with Whitby fury, you know what I mean? Like you, you know, you're going into it. Right. And ultimately do those things and you could be a wildcat. No time, baby. That's what you think you got to think about. So just some food for that. Or I could Bobby or I can. (laughs) That's the Uh, word. Bobby, or let's change the subject. Uh, so Thomas moved, which is exciting. New podcast. Anything else new with you, Thomas? No. Okay. Well, glad we covered that. Um, now that we got the, uh, the the intro bit out of the way, um, should we go through a couple of things we're going to be talking about tonight, fellas? Let's do it. Sure. Get a game okay, table of contents going. Let's get it going. So we already did the intro. We already did a quick life update. Uh, we're going to be talking about the Buffalo Sabres and a potential Eichel trade. We're going to talk about uh, Thomas's note, Nashville Predators suck ass. Okay, we're going to work through that. And we're going to talk about uh, Alexi Lafreniere being not good. that good <laughs> to kick off uh, the season. So I think these are still fairly topical. We can make our way through it. Uh, Carter, you pick which one you want to talk about first. Um, well, I think the Eichel thing has the most buzz right now. So why don't we get, why don't we start with that? Okay, I like it. So Thomas, mm-hmm. give us give us the rundown in Buffalo right now. What, what's okay. what's the what's the temperature like in Buffalo? And Ooh. you know, are, are people pissed? Because I think you they're pissed. I think they're not happy at all um basically so there were there are rumblings of an eichel trade request this offseason if you guys remember um of just like him kind of wanting out and then the rangers were a very big possibility um to kind of get that but before that beyond that i guess um this season basically the feeling was that it was like we're giving I'm giving you one last shot to really try to win this. And that's when they got Hall. 
they try to make some win more win now moves with the Skinner contract a couple of years ago. Um, that obviously didn't work out, but it's just a total shit show. Honestly, it's just, I don't even know. Like it's right back to where it started really. Like they tank so hard that there's no like recovery from this without like a set plan in place. Like, you yeah. know, when you go into like a job interview, it's like, what's your five-year plan or whatever, or like, where do you see yourself in 10 years? The Sabres are just going like year by year, just like wondering what's going to be next. It's like, oh yeah, this player's up. So I'll just go sign him without even like thinking about it. This player's available. I'll, oh, we'll like, we'll get Jeff Skinner as a rental. And then, oh, he scored a lot of goals next cycle. Let me, let's uh, sign him to this crazy big contract that we can't get out of under. Oh no, he's, when we don't play him with Eichel, he's actually very, he's not very good or he hasn't been able to produce goals. I wonder why. Take him off the power play. Why isn't he scoring goals? I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's just a total mess. There's no plan in place at all. Like with other teams that have done it, like I know you always like, this is a least podcast, so. Don't you dare. But, like, even if you look at the Leafs rebuild, it's like they had a clear plan, obviously. They're like, even if they didn't get Matthews, so they got third and got Pugliarvi, then there's still yeah. a plan to, like, set in stone. Like, you still had, like, a lot of top 10 picks that were kind of earning up, 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 like, getting better. And yeah. then it was going to be eventually, like, success. And it might just be the Sabres' bad luck because they, those picks have been, like, Darlene, Sam Reinhardt, Alex Nylander, like just not the not the William Nylander, Mitch Marner of that Toronto has. I love Sam Reinhardt, I love Darlene, but they're not difference makers like those guys. But I think there was just no plan, and it was just like, and it's led to this point where Eichel, I feel, is like is one of the best centers in the game. If like that is basically going to walk into any team and be an instant heart trophy candidate if he's on a good team. Yeah. Like he was almost, he almost like he got heart trophy votes last year when the Sabres were like, shit. Like, yeah. I'm pretty yeah. sure he got heart trophy votes. So like him on any good team would be incredible. So like any team that can afford him should really go get him because it's just led to this point. And it's because it's just been like this poisoned relationship between the franchise and what could have been their like cornerstone for, the, for like decades. Yeah. I'm just like not convinced. No, that was good. I, I like that. You, know, you brought up a lot of really good points. And I just think that like, it feels to me and correct me if I'm wrong. I just, I don't know how they come back from it at this stage of things. Right. You've, you've got your, your, your captain who has been a little bit prickly to a degree in the media over the last couple of years. I think a lot of that comes from Ryan O'Reilly's re remarks a few years ago when he talked about how like he just wasn't having fun anymore playing at Buffalo. And then like two years later, he's winning the cup and he's now the captain of the Blues. Like, it's, I, 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 go ahead, it's also that like too, like it's all these little moves, these little like, like everyone says it. It's such like a cliche in hockey, like especially when you're talking about like team building or whatever but like death by a thousand cuts like it's like you didn't get anything of value back from like Tage Thompson is the only thing that you got you have on the team right now from the O'Reilly trade and he's just yeah. like okay 
middle six winner on like maybe a mediocre team and mm-hmm. like so that's like an instant like he is a again heart trophy selkie whatever like consummate winner um yeah fuck, like he's incredible and you just gave him away for nothing and then you go get Jeff Skinner or whatever but like it's just all these little moves that have like would be one of the worst moves for teams to make but the Sabres have just made a lot of them and haven't got any well, absolutely and I think you know to your point about drafting they haven't really had great luck with drafting I mean let's then- let's look at the last couple of years so like this past year they drafted Jack Quinn and John Paterka in the first round JJ Paterka they drafted the previous when Rossi was available. So think about it. Think about it. Absolutely. And I mean, I like Jack Quinn. Uh, JJ Paterk, I think, will probably be a decent middle. Yeah, he looked he looked good out of World Juniors, even though yeah. that's the only time I ever watched. But he besides Stuart, so he's like the only noticeable player on for sure. They drafted Dylan Cullen, uh, Dylan Cousins and Ryan Johnson, Ryan Johnson, 31st overall last year, which is crazy to me because I, I don't particularly think he was anything special, but go off King. When you're um, looking like Niels Hollander is available, Arthur Kelia, Shane Pinto, who's like going crazy for uh, Nodak right now. Like all these guys, like Jameson Reese, Carolina got FNSAO, fucking whatever. Like, it's just these moves. Absolutely. It's just like nothing really points out as like a terrible pick. That's the thing. It's like, just not the best, most informed pick. It feels like. Yeah, like 2017, they picked Casey Middlestad. I think he was ranked yeah. around there. It just yeah, he was shit. It just went shit for them. Like they could have got Martin Nikas or Nick Suzuki. Like fuck, absolutely. Like, it's just that it's just unfortunate that the one player that they pick was like yeah again like just unfortunate we, like Al- Alex Nylander I think people were like oh that's kind of an odd pick that high like sometimes I had him in my mid first but it's okay and then like yeah Sergeyev goes right after Yops who's an okay guy like <laughs> um yeah and it's all hindsight obviously like it's it just sucks to go back this far and just be like oh yeah like that was a bad pick. That's like, oh, look at this player that was picked right after them that went so high. Um, yeah. Well, but, but even yeah. if you look at like Uka Pekka Lukinen, uh, the the goalie prospect who was drafted, uh, you know, back in I guess it was 2017. Still don't really know what he is, even though he's I think still considered to be a top goalie prospect. Uh, so it's it's a little all over the place, but I think you know, to your point, like if you've got all this talent, you've got this guy who should be performing better and you're not surrounding him with the right people and the people you do surround him with are maybe not the optimal choices. And, you know, you think about the whole Skinner getting scratched for three games situation and you think about, you know, Eichel shooting percentage is very, very low. So hopefully that turns itself around as I'm expecting that it probably will. It just, it hasn't been a good year. And like, even Darlene hasn't looked all that great. He's not the same player that we saw in his rookie season who is turning heads, you know, left, right, and center. He's just, he just looks very blah. So 
I don't know my opinion on the whole situation. And I mean, obviously any news about Jack Eichel getting moved, uh, whether it's speculation or there's some truth in it. I wonder if at some point or another, they, uh, they, they turf the coach, get Ralph Kruger uh, out of there uh, maybe for somebody else. But, but even then I'm not really sure what you do there because, you know, by all accounts, Ralph Kruger's a great coach. It's just, I don't know. It, it, it hasn't worked. And I mean, he didn't really get a fair shake in Edmonton all those years ago. And I know he's a different type of coach. It just doesn't seem to be working. The, me- the message seems lost on the players. What do you think, Carter? Uh, yeah, like they, I don't know. It just seemed like to Thomas's point, like a bunch of Band-Aid fixes. You know what I mean? Like with the the halls and the stalls and things like that. Like it, it seems like they're trying to like patch holes that aren't there. Um, and also like from, I remember like looking back on Darlene when he, when he was like skating, like with the Sabres and thinking like, wow, he's up pretty early. Like he looks like a kid compared to all these guys. Right. And so I think it comes from like a bit of an operational breakdown, like not, um, like weaning like their picks properly enough, like in their development system before they actually bring them up and they're prepared. So you see like, like watching cousins play, like he's not NHL ready. I don't think. Like, I think he's a great hockey player. He did okay for us in the juniors, but I personally don't think he's ready to be competing at the level that we expect him to compete at yet. And I think that well, comes they from... Had the... I was just going to say they did the same thing with Casey Middlestat, where they rushed him into the league and that mm-hmm. has really hurt his development over the and last I... couple of years. Yeah, and I think that's like indicative of Buffalo, right? Like you see them, um, like as soon as they get something, they latch onto it and they try and like they try and make it sprout a lot sooner than it actually does. Right. And so I think that's where they found a lot of um, a lot of their trials and tribulations over the, over the few years and why they have themselves in the situation that they have themselves in now, where you see like these, like these picks or these like all-stars that they thought they would have not performing. Like Darlene's a great example. Like he's just burnt out because he didn't have the proper foundation to like compete at that level. And then cousins, he, his wheels are just spinning right and so like when you have things like that that are kind of like it's like a it's a bad apple in, in the basket right and then when like from the top down you have Jack Eichel who's not having a good time here and then you have these guys on the bottom end that are just starting that are struggling and having a good time it's just sour all around right and so it's it it wouldn't be a fun dressing room to be in you know or front office or any, any part of that Buffalo organization. Absolutely. Yeah, like, I don't even know. I can't, there's just no like foundation beyond Eichel. I feel like Eichel and Rissalainen, you know, are like yeah. really the only two players that have, have been on every team that Eichel has been on. I think like, I'm just going to look it over quickly, but like, I seriously don't think maybe, maybe Ocpozo, but like, yeah, yeah I was going to say Ocpozo. Victor Olafson, I feel like he has been around for a while, but at the same time, like he was a he's little only, bit of a late bloomer. He's like 26. He's only played 80 games. 80 games yeah. for the last three seasons. And even then, like he's looked good playing on that top line, right? But he's older. Like I think people think he's like 22. He's like 26. Like he's he's a little bit of an older prospect yeah. who came yeah, over even, a little bit late. Even Ocpozo wasn't – He's only he's been in Buffalo five years and Eichel's been there six. Like there's just no yeah. 
like sure he's like a kind of he was a decent hell he's coming he was coming off a 64 point season in 79 games with the islanders at age 27 of course you signed him as a free agent it's just unfortunate right now that he's kind of gone downhill so fast because of injuries and everything but like yeah actually not really injuries to play a lot of games or, um but yeah it's just there's no like foundation for these prospects to come into like i feel like there's a lot like I don't know if management is wanting to rush these players to like get attraction and get people keep interest in this team. Be like, oh, Cousins is playing now, so watch the Sabres, yeah. even though they're a train wreck. Like, well, that Cousins they're just grasping, they're grasping at straws. That's all it is, yeah. right? So, like, I don't even know. I think they honestly just need to like completely tear it down. But then also, when you tear it down, you have all your prospects. Do you want your like prospects that you need to develop? Do you want them? playing top minutes against the NHL when you like literally don't have anyone like this is the thing what the Leafs did when they still had those prospects of Nylander and Marner is that they go sign everyone to those one-year deals just to like create a buffer of like yeah your PA Parentos your Michael Grabners your like yeah. get these guys that will just like take up ice time and they're bad but you don't care about their development or whatever create a buffer get those prospects developing in A, and then go in there. And of course now it's all weird because it's like hardly any NHL season and everything's weird and you want to get an eye on these players. But yeah, I don't know. There's like no real like, I don't know, like nothing yeah, well, stable in Buffalo. Well, Cousins, Cousins wasn't like Nylander. He didn't play in London. So <laughs> normally if you come out of London, you're NHL ready. Nylander didn't play in London either, handsome. Yeah, but I'm he just saying. Mississauga. I mean, Marner. <laughs> Mon- Marner, sorry. I'm, I'm in Marner. Wow. Uh, oh, so my God, dude. Just wait until hockey Twitter gets a load of this. You didn't oh. know where he played junior hockey, bro? No, I said Cousins didn't play <laughs> in London like Marner did. Dude, people long. are going to be trading in their Travis Konechny fan cams for <laughs> – Carter <laughs> Lupel getting prospect uh, junior team wrong fan cam. Holy shit. Uh, and, and it's only going to be T.O. that hears this anyway. So. That's fine. <laughs> uh, Thomas, if people did a fan cam of you, what would it be, like, what would you be doing in the fan cam that, like, makes you fan cam worthy? Um, dude, I don't know. I'm, I'm grooming my beard. Okay, Thomas Williams beard no. fan cam. Or watching beard movies cam. for the, watching movies for the first time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just Thomas watching The Mask for the first time fan cam. Whoa! And just pointing at the camera and going smoking. <laughs> I like it. What oh, would yours be, Carter? Oh, I don't know. Something stupid. <laughs> I think I know you and I would have a joint one. It would be the fan cam of uh, random people coming up to us at the dog park trying to start a conversation. <laughs> fan cam. People going up to Carter talking about Nike and being like, uh, what kind of dog is that, dude? <laughs> What's he made of? What's he made of? Yeah, exactly. That'd be my fan cam. And then yours would be, wow, he's so gorgeous. Yeah, wow, he's so... What kind of dog is that? 
Like, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not trying to sound like a dick, but like, it's very obvious that Puck is a Husky. Like, <laughs> that is the only dog he looks like, period. Oh, yeah. But there's, there's, a part, no there's a part of me that just wants to be like, oh, no, he's a golden retriever, actually. Um, <laughs> he's just got his winter coat on. <laughs> Yeah, he's got his winter coat on. It's all good. Yo, I got to tell you guys about how I got finessed at the dog park the other day. Uh, Before I forget. So there was this girl that was there taking photos of the dogs, which was fine. And she did the whole fucking switcheroo wonderland trick where they take the picture first and then they go, money, please. (laughs) And she was like, I was like, oh, like, I'd love to see those photos. She was like, yeah, yeah, you can buy them off of me. <laughs> okay, <What>? never mind. <laughs> uh, sweetie, my son is the talent. Let me be very clear here. You should be paying me to take photos of that sweet dog. I'll tell you that for free. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it, is, it is what it is. So anyways, moving back to, to Jack Eichel, uh, where does he get traded to? Who's got the assets to make a... Uh, a Jack Eichel trade. Uh, and the only two answers that I'll be accepting are the LA Kings and the New York Rangers. So go ahead, guys. I don't want I, either, though. Yeah, I was going to say New York just because that's already been in talks. But I yeah, mean, I like, think it's got to be New York, right? Yeah. I read a I thing about every, the, every team. I, I forget who, who wrote it, but they're saying like the, the Bruins, but I, I can't see him. Oh, my God going to the Bruins they could never make it happen cap wise no. they'd have to trade no. McAvoy probably and yeah. That's, pro- that, yeah. don't do that it'd probably be like the package would involve McAvoy for sure and then I, I want to probably see who wrote, who I don't know if Crazy has another I don't know if Crazy has another year but you need to if he does you need to trade him like with a pick for someone to take his cap hit no I think he's then, like, UFA after this UFA. year there you go. What's he making like six? So, yeah, I think six. That's the cap. Yeah, I know whatever, I whatever. I'm guaranteeing whatever Buffalo gets in return, people will be like, okay, that's like nothing. It'll be like the Taylor Hall deal, like Taylor Hall to Arizona. It was like, I don't even know if they gave him a first. I think it was a first, and then like Kevin Ball, couple, couple prospects, Kevin Ball, like and uh, like, like no one. Didn't they get? Uh, Fuck, what's his name? The he used to play for the Kelowna Rockets. His name will come to me. Oh, bro, probably know. tonight when I'm brushing my teeth. But yeah, they got yeah. a couple like B prospects and a first round pick. I just yeah. think that like if a team could do it, it's the Rangers or the Kings. They've got the assets. They've got the cap space. He needs to yeah, go I to a big market team. team. Like Minnesota. yeah, there's no chance that happens. I'm sorry, Minnesota. Buddy. We already wrote it. We already wrote about it. It makes so much sense, though. What what assets do they even, like, remotely have? Oh, one prospect. They're not going to... Boldy's an A prospect. Boldy's Boldy's a good prospect. I don't think Boldy gets it done by itself. Boldy, they have two first. They have the Penguins first, too. So the Penguins pick could be high. Right. So it could be a top. Okay, 10 so Boldy and a first, they're probably going to need at least a Boldy. first, and a second, and Boldy. So yeah. the package, the package that was called talked about was Boldy, Dumba, first, and I think it was uh, Fiala. 
probably. Yeah, that probably gets it done, I would imagine. And like, and the cap works too there, because Dumba's six, and Fiala's three, but he's an RFA at the end of the year. Right. That's what they're talking about. And I was like, honestly, that seems fine, because Dumba clears yeah. for expansion, and then Fiala is just Fiala's so streaky, but he's really good. Like I love him, but it's like I don't think he adds a lot. I think he'd be great in Buffalo. Do you think he goes yeah. like with, without an A-list, like going back what? to Buffalo? Like, do like, do you, do you think it's just like a, a package of like, of like B-list and prospects or do, do you see a situation where like it has to be an A-list in return as well? Like maybe, maybe it goes like the Pacioretty route where there's Suzuki. Like they really focus on one like a prospect. Yeah. Kind of like the Mark yeah. Stone deal with Branstrom too. Like, yeah. I don't know the two Vegas deals, but like, really focusing on one dude. Like, yeah. I, I can't even think of like who that would be. Like, if if Montreal wanted to do it with Caulfield, like, so it'd be him and like whatever their next two firsts or something. Wait, Montreal know. doing a deal for? For uh, just just an example, I was just thinking of Caulfield as like a top prospect that has Bergevin would Bergevin would fire him as soon as he got there. Jeez, it's been like that (laughs) this week, eh? I know that wasn't officially one of our topics, but I feel like we do need to talk about Claude Julian and everybody else getting getting shit canned. Um, Carter, as a Habs fan, like, what's the what's the vibe, man? And like. Do you think that, like, I mean, I think Dom Ducharme is a great coach. I think he's, like, unproven at this level, obviously. But this really does feel like, okay, Bergevin, this is your last coach before there's a new GM. Like, Jeff Molson kicks down the door, Kool-Aid man style. And he's like, oh, yeah. (laughs) Patrick Roy's coming back. (laughs) No, it seems like it. Of course, he would call him Patrick Roy and not Patrick Watt. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't know anything. But um, I don't know. Don't you think that that's inevitable? Like Patty Waugh is going to come back in one way or another to be the GM of that team at some point. It'd be amazing. It'd be. It's. It's like watching Sackick and Iserman and all those guys take head office, right? Like it's absolutely. It's. It's like. It's like your like little kid, like <laughs> coming to life, right? Um, Definitely. But no, I don't know. It's it's a weird time. Like it's like as it was for the Leafs, like like three years ago, right? Like it's they're they're not used to like starting so hot and then having such a slow start or like a such a like a fast decline, right? Yeah. Like it's I th- I think they're just it's it's just like shock right now. And like the Raptors saw it when. And it was a bit of a different situation, but like when, like they, like when uh, they, like when they fired, uh, uh, who's the head coach that they fired, Thomas? The Raptors. Who did the Raptors fire the head coach? Nick Nurse. No, Dwayne Casey. Um, Same type situation where they're. They're so coach. Sorry, guys, not a basketball guy. It was just like, like so stale and just like, you yeah. need to change something yeah yeah and i think that's like kind of the situation like that like they really like they lost four games and then <laughs> julian got fired like there must have been something else going on you know what i mean um yeah but no they seem to be like pretty 
I don't know. I think like it's, I don't know. They like last night was a bit of a frustrating game against Ottawa. Like they only scored two goals on, on the power play and then an empty net goal. So it was like, you can tell it's a bit of a lost system in there, but I don't know. Something, something bad's going to happen in Montreal. I think if they can't figure it out. Do you they think got that they're going to like, do you think they're going to go more like rebuild, like trade to tar, trade those older players, try to get well, future have, picks? They have so many guys that haven't scored in over a year. It's insane. Like, like to know, like to know and to tar. I tried to know. Yeah. Like I don't see a reality where like, um, like to know and to tar stays um, like, but they're like their core, like, like Toffoli came in, he like I, I spoke about it a couple episodes ago, like how he fits so well. Like I don't see how they um could not invest in that that new pickup. Um but um yeah, I don't I, I don't know. I think Dino and Tatar are the biggest names that I can think of on the chopping block. Like I don't Suzuki's like really all they're grasping onto right now. Um like he's he's I feel like he's the one, him and Gallagher are the ones holding um the teams to get or the team together and like the only thing that i could think of is gallagher just getting so pissed off that he has to be moved um but i i don't like the heart and soul of the house that's what i mean like i I don't yeah like i don't see that happening but like it's like i think it's gallagher and suzuki that are holding it together right yeah and isn't victor victor mete is gonna i think he did a he requested a trade yeah just to be somewhere. I think I think he deserves a bigger shot, and I don't think it's going to be with Montreal anyways. Well, no, when you but, have, like, that bubble that's constantly fluctuating, like, with Deneau and Tatar and Mete and, like, all those guys, right? Like, you don't know who's, yeah. who's playing, who's sitting, like, that's... And I, I think it's just more consistency that they need, it feels like, and hopefully you know, having Don Ducharme there gets gets them there a little bit quicker just in terms of yeah, you know, it's just kind a, of working it's a, through it. It's a weird attitude. Like when Ducharme took over, uh Bergevin was like, Yeah, it's like we're not looking for a head coach, but it's his job to lose. And like that's like a bad like dark cloud to put <laughs> over the team, right? Like it's it's not like, oh, let's see what he does with the team. It's like let's let's see like and t- let's see how long it takes him to fuck up like it's a it's a weird like way that he like chose to articulate like him taking over and like that's kind yeah. of like that's looming over the or like the team right now right and so I it think feels that's... like yeah no for sure i think it just feels like like do you think bergevin looks at the situation and goes hey well i better figure this out because if i don't figure it out maybe my you know, neck is on the line next time, right? Like, remember yeah. all those years ago, there was this rumor, and I don't remember where I heard it, but there's there, there's this rumor that Ron Hextall had like this lifetime contract with the Flyers and that he oh, could yeah. never get fired. <laughs> Do you remember hearing about that? Yeah. <laughs> I think it, I heard like Dave Lozo or someone talk about it on like the first version the of Puck Soup. Soup. Was the, it like, no, wasn't it Gar Snow? Oh, it was Garth Snow with the Islanders, and yeah, it was like it's Garth Snow. It was something that was like a handshake deal that was literally like, "I will just keep on paying you money as long as like you want to," kind of thing. With um, the old, you're right. 
I got the yeah. uh, I got the old school goalies uh, confused, <laughs> but yeah, the goalies. It, it feels like that's what's going on with Bergevin as well, because like at this stage of things, as a Habs fan, do you feel confident in the direction that he's going? No, like it's like like I just said like ten minutes ago, they lost four games and they fired Julian. Like it's it's a content it's a condensed season. Like that's not a good sample size to just like let your head coach go. Like I I don't know. I, I feel like that puts a bigger bump in the road than than not firing him. You know what I mean? And then it's just been a cascading effect ever since. Like hire or firing the goalie coach, and now Carey Price midseason has to work with somebody brand new, right? And that's like that's a yeah. lot for like some some players like some goalies bring their coaches with them from previous organizations. Like they work with them their whole lives. Right. And so like having yeah. to mid season, like in a rough ship, like kind of bring on somebody new is going to be a bit of a, an interesting task for not even like any goalie, let alone Carrie price who is an all-star. Right. So it's, I don't know. It's, yeah. It, he's not like Bergevin's not untouchable and like I feel like he's acting like it right and so I, I think it's just a matter of time before it blows up yeah absolutely and I mean you know obviously the Habs losing those four games pretty pretty crazy I mean it, it couldn't be me the Maple Leaf fan like we've only lost four games all season right so <laughs> I I I kind of get where you're coming from I I don't know really what it's like to be a fan uh, of a team uh, with such tremendous failure uh, this season. Oh my like, in my opinion, you know, <laughs> I, I, I am a fan of the, the number one team in the NHL, right? So it's just some things that I'm kind of working through on my end. But um, <laughs> uh, can I just tell you that, uh, like, those – like real, uh, real annoying Leafs fans on Twitter are just absolutely sucking my will to live. Yeah, like oh, they they deserve the cup this year. No, no way around it. Yeah, hundred percent. It's 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 tremendous. And <laughs> when the Leafs uh, at some point regress to the mean in one way or another, uh, boy, these people are going to be bummed out. All these all these guys with. Uh, military fades and Oakley glasses and their fucking profile pictures are going to be real upset. So just saying, just do you think, saying. What do you think would happen if they like face the Oilers in the first round and they lost? It'd be bad one. Are you joking? It would be bad one. Yeah. It'd be absolute fucking bad one. A lot, a lot and, of Twitter accounts would be deleted. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. that's that's too much like rug sweeping <laughs> to do in one night. Hundred <laughs> percent. There's gonna be a lot of people doing the old uh, Chris Killingsworth special where they have Twitter for two weeks and then delete it. So um, that's uh, that's that's just the way that goes. I I mean I get it. I, I think I, I want it to happen though. I don't know. It'd no man, so it, they are like just like Calgary. Like Calgary squeaks in and like plays a trap. Just like plays like five people are just yeah. hovering over their goalie for six, 60 minutes. I don't know, man. The challenge is, is that Calgary doesn't have the firepower to get a goal, let alone <laughs> many goals to necessitate an yeah, entire lead. 
that's a little bit of a Wayne's World reference, but just, uh, probably never okay, seen yeah, it. I, I got that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a gun rock. It'd be so. It'd be so funny. I just. I don't want it to happen. Like I am so like cautiously optimistic about this Leafs team. They're going to come out of that division, no matter what. Hundred percent. So I can see them winning the President's Trophy this year. Like, oh, easily. Weirder things have happened. There's a good chance that they're at least going to be a top three team going into the playoffs if they're able to shore up their depth. You know, if they could get like a Mikhail Granlund or something. Nah, I would be. I'm, say, I'm saying that they're going to get Forsberg if they can keep Hutchinson out of the net. Yeah, but even then, Hutch played pretty good last night. It just scares me. A couple nights ago, yeah, you just don't like him because he catches goofy. <laughs> you can't no, he, trust the goalie that catches with his right hand. I understand. He, he's like the dark cloud for Toronto. Like, how long is he? He's he's my age, so he, he's been no, in the league for twelve not, years. Though. He's not Bill Carter. The the black cloud for the Maple Leafs is Garrett's parts. I think the Leafs are going to honestly just walk over everyone. It's the way that they're playing now. If they could sustain it and stuff, and I know that like percentages or whatever, like shooting percentage are like crazy high, but it's also like they just are able to play so well that the they they will have like an above average shooting percentage. Yeah. So it just makes sense yeah. and like. I think that they kind of just figured out with the Brody signing, kind of secured the blue line, basically exactly what they needed for a while. Yeah. yeah. I think I think if they add a top six winger, like, I don't think they're going to add Granite. I don't like Granite, really. I don't know if that works. But if they added someone, like, a more, um, I don't know, stability in long-term, like, Success, I think it'll be crazy. I, I think it's your point of just <laughs> sustaining the momentum, right? Like it's like they're they're a young team and they like they respond to like the buzz and the positive feedback and the like they're you can tell that they're like so feeding off of it, right? Like they're like these young guys like feed off of this positive reinforcement and attention that they're getting. And so if they can continue it, then I don't see how they can, like it can stop for them, you know? How many, uh, how many barrels does Austin Matthews have this year? Would you say Thomas? You're talking about baseball. That, it's a stat, dude. Mm. Do you not know what a uh, barrel is? I thought you were a stats guy. Okay. Uh, fuck, I guess I'll explain it. Basically, to be barreled, uh, a batted ball requires an exit velocity of at least 98 miles per hour. At that speed, uh, balls struck with a launch angle. That's another fancy stat for you fucking nerds out there. A launch angle between 26 and 30 degrees always garner barreled classification. Okay? So for every miles per hour over 98, the range of launch angles expands. So, yeah, yep, yep. uh, I told uh, Thomas this Carter, but you know how sometimes I go through like this really big baseball phase for a few weeks every year. Yeah, yeah, I'm done with it already. Already, <laughs> I, I mean, can't. Like, it's like three games of just playing. 
I can't, I can't do it, man. I, the thing is for me, like I try to like other sports and I can't devote any more fucking power in my brain for anything other than hockey. You just need an off-season sport, dude. Yeah, I got an off-sport. I got an off-season sport, bro. (laughs) Playing playing in a fucking gent band. (laughs) I got an off-season sport, bro. <laughs> Imagine like I went through like like this big gen phase and I was like, yeah, 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 no, it's cool. So like basically between uh I don't know, like July to October, I bring out this uh eight string Ibanez uh and we just fucking rip that. Um you know when you volumes rip. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Just Bro, a, big periphery, a big yeah, a big periphery guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw yeah, them yeah. playing with me. Oh my god. Yeah, they're crazy. They're cool, I, but I can just never take bands like that seriously. No, not, like, not like pillars. Not like pillars. Were you guys a gent was periphery or kind was, of, uh, we opened for periphery? Not showing with me. What kind <laughs> of what tuning did you guys no, use? but like open for periphery? We're like one of like eight bands that like played, so it's not really like yeah, it was like a, a festival at the Green Bottle. You got long shot opening. Yeah. <laughs> you got Kurt Cuffy firing the crowd up. Oh my god. Yeah, long I shot. I fucking but... miss that guy. Long shot was just <laughs> <really long. laughs> Yeah, that's what they sounded like. Long shot was actually like a low-key great Durham band. There weren't many of them, but I put long shot up there for sure. Not as good as Ivory Coast, in my opinion. Um, they probably sold more merch than Ivory Coast because I think Carter is uh, sleeping on Ivory Coast merch. Like he's made a bed out of all the stuff they did. We, we, we used the Ivory <laughs> Coast merch to, um, we like stored our shit in Paul's garage and we used to use Ivory Coast merch to like insulate our gear. <laughs> it's just... like one of my favorite stories. <laughs> Yeah, no one wanted to buy things for Miguel. That's why. Oh, poor guy. <laughs> um, this is Death Valley. Yes. So I only know those people because if they're the band I'm thinking of, they were like a Death Court yeah. band, right? From like Peter or something. No, so it's Asha. They're from Death Valley. Oh. We played. I think they opened for us a couple times. And I think we might've even opened for them. I can't remember when I was in a band called Never Was. And um, I just don't know how you do a deathcore band past 18 years old, in my opinion. I just, I don't know how you do it. I don't know. I don't know how you do it. The trick is, the trick is smoking a lot of weed all the time. Yeah, like there are good bands in that genre, but like for me at least, if you're not job for a cowboy, it's like why? Like why would you? Why even, do it? <laughs> yeah. Why do it? Right? Yeah, like, like the imagine, band of that genre already exists. Imagine being like a 29 year old that listens to White Chapel. <laughs> yeah, you got problems. <laughs> you got fucking huge problems. Um, job for I a cowboy's so, first album slaps. It's oh, fantastic. Yeah. Job for a cowboy's oh sick. They, they're so wonderful. You want know so? I actually, this is like totally off topic, but I listened to Curtis Harris Kazaya again today. That was yeah. like one of my favorite albums that I grew up with. And yeah, it's still fucking so sick. 
Nice. Because I is actually, it's a pretty good album. They got one breakdown in one of their songs that, like, you you can get a fan cam of me, 32 years old, moshing in my basement. I'll tell you that. (laughs) What's the name of the fucking song I'm thinking of? It'll, It'll come to me in a second here. But, yeah, Protest the Hero is a pretty good band. <laughs> um, didn't Joffrey probably didn't like the singer go to jail? No, that's I'm not as I lay dying. I'm not thinking of as I lay dying. That is like some seriously dark shit, dude. It's so funny this, that that's like. Oh man! Is it this song? Hold on. Jesus Christ! Yeah, it's <laughs> Excuse me, guys. I gotta get the windmills going. Got a little bit of Avenged Sevenfold spice in there with like the harmonies and shit. Oh yeah, it's actually sick. Yeah. Yeah. Do you and Taco Bell Roadie Walker worked at? Oh, cool. <laughs> Good to know, man. Way to dox dox him, bro. Um, I have a question for you, though. Um, do you and um, did you grow up listening to the same music, or has there ever been like a moment where you were like trying to show her something and she just could not relate to it? Um, she listened to like the Dirty Mill and like um, bands like that. Like that would be probably as heavy as she goes. Like she likes pop and um, single mothers. Great band, um, yeah. They're the band. She actually, her friend dated the bassist. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. but she Spicy. also likes she also likes our cows and like stuff like that. Um, I don't see a problem with and every single okay. band you just <laughs> mentioned are bands that I like. So, um, she grew up on Shania Twain too. She's a huge Shania fan. But yeah, like I don't know. We grew up still like liking the kind of same stuff. But I would obviously like. I liked heavier stuff, like Joffrey Cowboy and stuff. Um, I don't know. Well, I was really into she, she, She's just I, like... She, I was, actually. She's like, uh, Thomas, I wanted to show you uh, the new Dirty Nail album. And you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. Hold on, hold on. Have you have heard Entombment of a Machine? Yeah, have you heard Embedded? Okay. <laughs> have you heard Embedded? <laughs> Um, uh, the new the new dirty nail album actually rocks when i said i went to dine alone early today to pick up a couple t-shirts i got two dirty nail t-shirts because i love that band um and i recently got like more into the lyrics uh portion of apple Mm -hmm. music where if the band posts the lyrics you can read them and i thought i heard a lyric in their single recently about liking the Chromags. And I was like, yeah, I Whoa. love the Chromags. Let's go. And yeah, sure enough, they got a lyric about the Chromags. So they are 10 out of 10 in my books, my opinion. <laughs> um, but I was, th- this all comes up just because the other day I was uh, re-listening to Taking Back Sunday, which oh. is a band that was like huge so when I was growing up. And Robin was like, yeah, never really listened to them. Do you know Seosin? Seosin? Was she, was she a big Census Fail person? Yeah, Robin. She's. I can hear her yelling at me upstairs right now. <laughs> There's just bands that like she was into 
growing up that like just never made their way like on my radar right and then there's mm-hmm. other bands that like we've kind of bonded over over the years like boys night out and, and kind of that style but like taking back sunday is like it's a master class in lyricism in my opinion oh. that like that you, everyone knows the you know <laughs> at the beginning of a song wait what i think it's make damn sure the first like that's like a, you know no there's no this way is a fucking song right now everyone pause this saying, podcast and listen to the song. are you saying that adam lazare is doing a hollywood off the toilet seat <laughs> whatever but emily yeah emily emily like can Sunday. you tell the podcast robin just came downstairs and she wants to tell us about the nightmare she just had what just tell me you guys speak loud enough that it'll go into my AirPods. Can you guys hear that okay? It's no. something I've done, obviously. Okay, go ahead, babe. So, because it's such a Christmas, it has like icing and all that policy, which I assume was a Toronto Oilers game. It was, yeah. They're all the reason I know that because I we went to go see the Oilers. Okay. In Edmonton, I guess it's Toronto. Okay. Can you, are you guys listening to this shit? Yeah. Okay. This is like pretty on brand for me. I love yeah. apple crumble. So wait, we missed the hockey game because I was too busy at the buffet putting a feed bag on. <laughs> yeah, All this right. didn't happen. Yeah. Sounds awfully familiar. Go on. Yeah, probably. Okay. Yeah. I think you need to go maybe back upstairs for a bit. <laughs> I'm not yelling. I'm recording in the basement. Yeah, I am the spirit of the fucking radio. Like what? <laughs> okay goodbye <laughs> sorry guys that was my fucking wife <laughs> sorry guys she's an essential worker so she thinks she can just sleep whenever she wants and come down here and yell at me about <laughs> my art you know what i mean so is she vaccinated yet no she didn't get the vaccination yet oh, anti-vax she's not an anti-vaxxer no, don't. I'm just joking. I'm just trying to make the fans laugh. Okay, love you, babe. Just trying to make Tio laugh. <laughs> Did you guys get that entire dream sequence? Yeah, I, I, I thought she was telling us like something that actually happened. That sounds... No, she said that we went to Edmonton. We were going to go to an Edmonton Leafs game, but then we got stuck at the buffet. I got stuck at the buffet, so we didn't go. And then we went back to an Airbnb and I was like, yo, I'm leaving. I'm going to pick up chicks at the bar. And she goes, you're not going anywhere. And she grabbed a knife. So. 
yeah pour one out for your boy ck because <laughs> sleeping in the guest room tonight huh? yeah i'll be sleeping down here tonight with Watch the cat <laughs> for real um but uh anyways okay i'm sorry go back to that i love you uh she's she's a sweetheart um but uh fuck what were we oh yeah so she doesn't like taking back sunday either so <laughs> did i ever tell you guys the story about how burt mccracken from the used used to like dm with robin and shit when her and i were first getting together no <laughs> i feel like he's oh sorry weird, i thought you guys were dming so basically he used to follow robin on instagram and on twitter and would comment shit on her posts sometimes this is like 10 years ago and I don't know how old Burt McCracken is, but Robin was like 18 or something when we first got oh together. Uh, anyways, one time I added him and told him to fuck off and leave my girlfriend <laughs> alone. And then he started unfollowing her on everything. Oh my goodness. So everything comes full circle. Um, yeah. But now I can't listen to the used because yeah. all I think about is Burt McCracken trying to get with my woman, you know? Good thing I used all my thing. used shirts. Yeah. You know, I was trying to think of a used lyric, and none of them were even that good. <laughs> Take Taking Back Sunday over the used every day. Yeah. What about Mike MCR? So, oh. Yeah, I think MCR is probably, okay, this is a bit of a hot take, but since we're talking about music a little bit, I don't think the Black Parade is a good album. No, I liked the Sweet Cheers for whatever the other one is. Yeah, Three. their first album is the best one, though, bro. No. Vampires Will Never Hurt You. Yeah. Do you know that song? No, the best one's the... Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge is a great album. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but it's Are you guys the first one I listened to? That's why. Yeah, their first album, though, is, is great. They got some, some tunes on that album. Every, uh, I don't know. I just don't think Black, like Black Parade is a good album for what it is. I just don't think it's nearly as good as the first two albums. Uh, and speaking of someone who was a goth for a little bit in grade nine, um, I do really align with that album. So, did you ever know. do like the, the Misfits hair first? You know, Misfits were a band I never really got into, surprisingly. They're so like, so good. I got into them when I was older, but when I was in high school, mm-hmm. I, I never really fucked with them. And even then, I'm more of a Danzig fan than a, yeah. Than a, yeah, a Misfits like, fan, yeah. personally. I, I, saw, I saw the Misfits and Flogging Molly uh, when I was interning with the Leafs, and that's when I got into the Misfits. I was, like like you, I, I think I saw everyone, like, wearing Misfits shirts, and I was like, mm, yeah. I'm going to pass, I'm gonna pass on like, this band. I don't like this. Yeah. And so, but like after like seeing them live and then, and then like, I kind of like dabble, dabble with them like a bit, like, like you, I was, I was more of a Danzig fan, like, like by and large over the Misfits. Um, but then like seeing them live and then like hearing them in, um, in, uh, oh, what's, what was the movie Jonah Hill produced, uh, mid nineties. Oh yeah. Oh Yeah. Great and then play. hearing hearing them again, they're like the misfits are just so good. They're like a, they didn't get the attention they deserved for me at least. Like I feel like that was a lot 
I'm like rediscovering a lot of like 80s band, like I don't even know how old they are, but like replacements and stuff, like stuff like bands like that where I'm just like totally missed the boat on. Yeah. Uh, like Lattice Views is like another bit. I know this is oh, yeah. 80s or whatever, 90s, but like just bands that like during the phase of like when music wasn't so readily available and you actually had to get the CD, like for real. I never or listened to like, La Dispute because like all the hardcore kids who tried to be art listened to La Dispute. Right. And I was like, this is fucking stupid. <laughs> like it was La, La Dispute, Dispute and like and Life Story Amore. Yeah. <laughs> no, Life Story Monologue actually rocked. We played a yeah. bunch oh, of I shows with that band. I love them so much. They were, they were fantastic. They were all a great band. But it, it's, yeah. it's weird too, because I think, you know, to that point, music is so accessible to people now that you know you can basically find whatever you want on apple music or spotify like i remember there were certain albums that i could not get unless i was using peer-to-peer sharing right so i'd use like a soul seek or something where if if you had to pray it was on soul seek 100 (laughs) but soul seek was cool because at least you could connect with somebody who had a similar music taste to you so that you could download all their library or their collection yeah, exactly. And then even then, you'd still listen to albums that, you know, and I don't know, too, like, I, I find myself, this is kind of an interesting topic, kind of, to, to, to chat about where, like, I think sometimes you don't really appreciate certain albums, because you might be past listening to that band at the time that a later record comes out. So for example, you know, if I think of like, I don't know, like, let's say Alexis on Fire, a band that I got into when I was real young, mm-hmm. you know, you see, like, you, I mean, you listen to the, to the first album, you listen to the second album, but by the time Crisis, I want to say that was the third album, if I'm not mistaken, by the time that's out, I'm already listening to other stuff. So yeah. there's albums that I don't fully flesh out, right? Then you've got like young cardinals and like some of their their back like their their newer albums in the big scheme of things and you catch back up on the band again but like robin always talks about how crisis is like her her album and i can't really relate in the same way because i wasn't really listening to them when that album came out but you put the self-titled on I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying and and loving that album every day right so it's weird album well it's like if you think of like i'm sure we all listen to rage against the machine grow up growing up but like i like actually i only started listening to them um when uh you know my boy obviously (laughs) you know it's old news i'm just gonna leave it alone no but that was the same like i was like i came in at evil empire but then they they had the like the self-titled and and like uh i forget what the one was before um like between self-title and evil empire but i was the same way like i I missed the boat on those ones but then going back listening to rage you're like holy shit they have like all their like their stuff that made them who they are are much like like some fire were on these like first second third albums right yeah exactly I don't know. I just, I've been thinking about that a lot lately where, you know, for a lot of kids now coming across a new band, 
it's almost that much easier because you've got everything they've ever done at your fingertips, right? And they even so, like if you go to like if you go to Alexa on Fire on Spotify, they rate their top five or top ten tracks. <laughs> like it's so you get like like you get the like you get a a grab bag of any and everything. Yeah, right? absolutely. No, I, I'm I, I'm I'm with you on that. I, I think it's. I think it's it's just sometimes weird how that all plays out, but I mean, if you're if you're meant to find it, you'll you'll probably find it, which which is awesome. Well, I, I remember, like that. I remember finding like a random blog spot. I think it was in high school, so it was just. I think streaming made just started, but it was like it's weird, kind of start of it. But I remember finding a blog spot of like all these. I think that's when I started. It was like title fight and basements, like <laughs> bands like that. Um, I'm trying to like think of other bands like that, but uh, Citizen. Well, yeah, some Citizen. Back yeah. then, like, that's like it's how all those bands. Yeah, yeah. It was like this one blog spot. This one, I think it was called like Annie's Basement or something, something random. But it was like literally, I think they reviewed albums, but you could also download them. They just put them available to download. So it's like, yeah, yeah. No, that was definitely a thing. I remember being in bands growing up and just emailing them the Mediafire link, which is basically like a zip like folder (laughs) of the album to get them to repost it. And it was great because then you started getting traction from not just Canada, but if it was like a hardcore specific blog or whatever, you just had random people downloading your shit and checking it out because it was on one of those blogs right so i mean there's a lot of dead media fire links on some of those blogs <laughs> that will never see the light of day again but yeah i mean it's it's cool and you know what i don't even know how we got on this topic so i'm sorry that we've kind of gone off the beaten path a little bit but um yeah it's it's cool is is there anything lately thomas that you've been digging music wise um let me think. I don't know. I've oh fuck. What's this one band? Uh, Urk. This one band, Urk. I want to see what that I guess, title is called. Um, it's the so the album is called Recipes from the Bible. Came in twenty eighteen. It's really good. That's I R K. Something that I've just been like. They're from UK. They're kind of like a noise punk band i don't know i don't know how to describe it but i just really like them very bass heavy um kind of driven stuff but yeah that's something i've been liking i, I just wanted like a random spotify binge of like because now i'm at, sitting at a desk for eight hours a day so i'm like i might as well just i can discover all this new music so i wanted this binge of like downloading all these albums that i really wanted to listen to just based on like similar or like been recommended to me or saw like a review a while ago or like this band toured with this or this band is friends with kind of related under the same record label whatever but this is one that yeah again it's just like something that i've kind of put them been putting off but yeah i really like them so yeah. i like it what about you carter anything new and exciting um I, well, I, <laughs> you're right thomas thomas uh, I don't know. I, what I really the like fuck Spencer. What's wrong with you? Spencer Burton. He's really just like... trying to answer the question. Don't bully him. 
my voice is going like and i'm trying to drink water and then i just had a little sip and it went down the wrong way okay good sorry for that carter please go ahead no it's okay um i really like spencer burton's new album that put me down like a country wormhole um and so just listening to like Coulter Wall and Justin Townsend and stuff like that that I like would normally listen to Daniel Romano um but weirdly enough I've I've been going through this like pop punk phase that like nice. like um like Machine Gun Kelly's new album is basically just a Blink-182 album it's insane I was not expecting you to say and that so, so I will check it out you have to check it's, and like honestly yeah it sounds like untitled yeah it's good like when you use untitled. and um and like kenny hoopla and mod Sun, like these like new guys that are coming up like in this pop punk resurgence like i was never into pop punk growing up so it's yeah it's, it's kind of fun now having like a, a pop punk phase in my 30s but um it's mostly been country with like this like new pop punk stuff peppered in but i don't know like the like uh, Machine Gun Kelly did a song with Halsey that was great and then um, Modson did one with Avril Lavigne and then Kenny Hoopla does stuff with Travis Barker so it's like watching like all these like new kids and old heads like like all like colliding like the worlds are colliding right so it's it's been pretty cool I like that mine are just like the ones that I mentioned off the top, two albums that came out on February 19th, 2021, Coyote, Spencer Burton, like like you, Carter. Like it's it's fantastic. Yeah. Such a great record. Uh, and then the second one would be Real One. Yeah. You See, I just start out. I just started that this week though. So I like over the past like few weeks, it's been Spencer Burton and um and Pop Punk, but Real One is a great album. Real one is like for me, it's going to be hard to top it this year. I think like as like from the get go, and it starts in with that guitar with a flange on it, and you're like, okay, oh. this is rock and roll. If you've got the courage to throw flange thirty <laughs> seconds into the, the album, it's a ten out of ten for me. Oh, for it sure, could literally, it. it's it's fantastic. The the album <laughs> rocks. If you haven't checked it out, check it out um yeah I, I am such a huge fan uh it's it's crazy but uh anyways before we wrap up boys do we quickly want to touch on alexi lafreniere i don't think we really need to talk about nashville too much more than uh they suck so. and heinz is heinz is probably going to get fired in the next two weeks um and matthias i come to the philadelphia flyers Ooh, i actually don't hate that who goes back the other way? Probably Igor Zamula in a first or something like that. Morgan Frost maybe too. Man, I just cannot figure out. I mean, I know why. Not. So I have the inside. I have the inside scoop on oh. um, people. So Flyers have apparently really called them, and they're looking. Nashville is looking for the Muzzin deal because it's basically the same thing. Like his yeah, actual years. Um, so like the first and two B prospects, so it'll be like Frost and someone. But yeah, that's kind nice. of the package. You look like such that a could be right pretty now, good. Thomas. I know. Do I go to Western? <laughs> I got I got the scoop boys. 
Yeah. I'm actually uh I'm actually majoring in punk. <laughs> Bro, sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm a, sorry, I'm like dude. A senior, my mom like, hates that joke. Minoring like in mucking, but I'm in my uh, sixth year. <laughs> yeah, that's the cool thing, man. The <laughs> I you get know. older, but the chicks stay the same age. <laughs> That's when we're fast and furious. I love it. Thomas, we should do like a bit of improv on the pod and have you like create this like kind of bro character uh, who goes to Durham College. Goes by T Dog. Goes by T Dog. Yeah, exactly. They and, call me, uh, they who call me that there. That? Durham College does. <laughs> Durham College, yeah. They're just like doing attendance. They're like Chris Killingsworth here, Carter Lupel here, here, Williams, <laughs> Thomas Williams. You're like, hey, teach. Yeah, I actually go by uh, T Dog. <laughs> Write that down, you fucking pigeon. <laughs> And scene. Thomas gets kicked yes, out of school. Man. He has he has to work part time at Corrado's cleaning the dishes in Brooklyn. Oh my god! And he, that's he realized ge- general arts and science diploma from Durham College is going to get him anywhere. Uh, he he starts making up these elaborate lies about playing on the hockey team, even though we never played there. I drive a lowered Ford Ford F one fifty. Oh my God, Carter! Do I should I tell the story? Yeah, Thomas, you're gonna love this. Oh, I have to tell you a story. So the other day, I meet this 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 kid, and I see that they're wearing a uh, a Fleming College hat, similar to one that Carter or I would wear when we coach. So I say like, oh, hey, like, you know, I, I, I like your hat. Uh, you go to Fleming? And they're like, yeah, yeah, I'm in, I'm in the plumbing program. I was like, oh, that, nice, nice. That's cool. And they're like, yeah, 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 it's cool. I said, uh, you play any sports or anything like at the school? Like you involved in any sports at all? And he goes, no. Well, yeah, kind of like, I, I think I might play soccer next year. I was like, oh, yeah, no, like. Our, our women's soccer team is amazing, but the men's team, like, isn't that great. So, you know, maybe maybe you could bring something to it, you know, spruce it up a little bit. And I said, do you know anybody on the, on the hockey team at Fleming? And at this point, I haven't said anything about being a coach. I just left it. And the guy goes, yeah, 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 yeah. I actually, uh, one of my buddies played on the team. And I was like, oh, nice. Like, what's his name? And at this point, I'm like, you know, I should probably explain it so I don't have the cops knocking on my door in 20 minutes. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, yeah like I'm, I'm the assistant coach. Like my best friend and I coach the team like with with our other buddy who lives in Peterborough. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So my buddy uh, Owen was on the team. And I was like, oh, OK, that's that's weird. Like I actually don't know an Owen. Like we've never... <laughs> we've never had an Owen on the team and he goes oh okay and then it's kind of silent for him and he goes well he sometimes goes by David <laughs> and I was like 
oh yeah like we've never had either of those people on our team he goes really and I was like yeah yeah like you know we've had like I've been there basically as long as Carter like half a season shorter than Carter we've never had a player of that name ever he goes oh okay well, you better keep this between us because his girlfriend's only with him because <laughs> he plays on the hockey team. <laughs> and it occurred to me that there's this kid. I don't know. Dave, Owen David. Owen David. <laughs> whose girlfriend is going to be really disappointed when he's not actually going to hockey practice. But he doesn't get the uh, call up for the fucking nights. <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing though because not only are those two names like not even similar uh it was just really funny he's like oh yeah he also goes by david like oh we also didn't have one of those (laughs) yeah it was it was really funny the the kid the kid was like i told him afterwards i was like honestly dude like you made my day i was having such a shitty day like you gave me like a couple of laughs this afternoon and he was he was a really good kid We, we had a good time but it was just funny because I think like, I mean, it's it's not lost on me that girls like guys that play on the hockey team. Uh, I can't, I, I mean, I, I benefited from being a band guy uh, because I was not skilled enough uh, to really do anything that way. But Carter, do you think girls liked you because you were a band guy or because you were the double threat of being both hockey guy and band guy? Oh, it was hockey for sure. It was. I like it. it. And so, yeah, this kid's taking that and running with it. Yeah, absolutely. Thomas, do you have like an elaborate lie you could pull out of your ass to make M love you more? Um... <laughs> or is it like too late? <laughs> Good thing. I'll do the dishes. That's a lie. <laughs> I, no, I actually, uh, I was actually, I toured with Taking Back Sunday. Yeah, good answer. Yeah. Good answer. Um, maybe like for a week, we give you Taking Back Sunday lyrics and you can write them down and put it <sighs> in your lunch. And let's just see how that goes. Oh my God. <laughs> like, <laughs> Okay, so tomorrow you're gonna put in her lunch your lipstick, his collar angel. I know exactly what goes on. And if that like doesn't get you, <laughs> you have to do it. If there's another Taking Back Sunday lyric you want to leave in her lunch, be my guest. Uh, okay, or you could do like Boys Like You or Dime a Dozen. Boys like you are dime a dozen, she said. You're a touch overrated. You're a lush, and I hate it. But these grass stains on my knees, they don't mean a thing. Thank you for coming to my spoken word. Um, <laughs> anyways, let's wrap this shit up. Uh, Thomas, do you got any articles or anything that you're working on in the next no. couple of weeks? Not really articles, but listen to Big Shiny Goon. Subscribe on Spotify and Apple because that podcast is, in, is on Spotify, not this one. Um, yeah, well, you guys know how I feel about Spotify. So. Shade. 
No, but yeah. Why it's would good. it's on Apple too? Okay, sounds good. Check it out, guys. Thomas's other podcast. Um, but I mean, listen to this one first. I would say, like, if you've got yeah. the option to listen to either of them, I think, I think you know uh, which one will be, uh, you know, feature two other handsome guys that happen to be on the podcast. So it's like think of it. Yeah, probably not as funny either. I've listened to the one episode. No. It was it was good, but it didn't have Laugh. any. Yeah, it was. It, there was no. It wasn't not funny. It was just. I think. I think the formula here is conducive to making you choke on your water. That's all. Okay. <laughs> That's all. Oh. Neither here nor there. Um, and then you. When is your new episode coming out? Uh, every a new episode every Tuesday. Have it scheduled. Oh. Nice. Hopefully you can stick to that schedule better than you do to this schedule. <laughs> we're gonna show. We're gonna show up in Oshawa, dressed as a couple of GM employees, and beat the wheels off of you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna fucking pick you up and take you to the nuclear power plant, throw you in a vat, Joker styles, <laughs> and then you're gonna come out looking like the Joker. But you've never seen a Batman movie, so you couldn't even quote any of it. Yeah, we're going to take you to the grease bins behind Starburger. Yeah. Absolutely. Want to know how I got these scars? Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Want to know how I got these stars? <laughs> <laughs> I'm the Joker, baby. Uh... <laughs> uh, I love it. Okay, Thomas. Um... Thank you for your contributions tonight. We love you. Hopefully Jack Eichel gets <laughs> traded to a team that you don't want him to get traded to, but it's definitely going to happen. So something to think about. Uh, Carter, anything you're working on these days? Just school. I just dropped my iPhone. My, my one lost article. Oh yeah, we created a sub stack <laughs> and Carter wrote actually a sick article. I forgot to talk about that. Thomas, what's the deal with the sub stack? I don't know. You, you got to write the thing. Unless you just want me to release a Carter's article. Well, I started working on an article that was uh, the top five chicken sandwiches. And uh, spoiler alert, Mary Brown's wins. Oh, uh, nice. But yeah, keep keep an eye out for that piece uh, in the coming weeks, bro. That piece. <laughs> it's a real passion piece. It's taken a month and a half. Yeah, I've actually like worked pretty hard on it. Um, so um, yeah, keep, keep an eye out for that for sure. All right, let's end the pod. Thanks for listening, guys. This has been episode 78. We will be back next week. Maybe. We will. Hopefully. We'll be back yeah. next week. And uh, I'll talk to you guys later. Have a good night. Later, guys. Peace. Peace.